The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked triumph? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who follow it. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat workers here in the house and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. And, excuse me, I've got something in my throat, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SunCelebrityMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show. That's right. You can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Scroll down on the right side of the page. And you will see there's a second video down. Just click on that play button. Uh, blow it up on the device that you're on. And then in the lower right-hand corner, you'll see the words Rumble. Just click onto that, and you can join us in the chat on our Rumble channel, which is Sons of Liberty Radio Live. We're also broadcasting on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page there, DLive.tv forward slash the sons of liberty we're also on um 
Twitch at Setting Brush Fires, and if you've got a Roku device, they're broadcasting us out there on Cutting Edge TV. So be sure to check that out. Also, right above that is Bradley's show from the previous day. You can click on that and still play it up until 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, and then he will be live in that little box right there on SonsLibertyMedia.com. Just above that is where you can sign up for our email newsletter. Remember, we don't rent your email, sell it, or spam it. So you get one email from us a day, and that includes the morning show archive. So all the stuff we're going to talk about this morning will be in that, along with the video and the podcast version of the radio show. And then finally, if you agree with us and our message and you want to help keep putting us out there, whether it's on radio or Internet or out among the people in the 50 states, reminding them of our Christian and constitutional heritage, click on the Donate button at the top of SonsLibertyMedia.com and make a one-time donation. Or, if you prefer, you can become a son or daughter of Liberty. These are our monthly supporters, and uh, we're grateful for everybody who supports us with prayer, with uh, finances, uh, any way that you can, getting us out there into different places to where we can speak. We appreciate you very much. And also, our store is available. Again, we don't really make any money from that, uh, but we do it because a lot of you ask for some of the products that we've had so that you can have conversation starters so that there's great equipping tools in that and everything else. So be sure to check that out at sonsoflibertymedia.com. Now, this morning we got some uh, guests with us, and they're coming live from a car <laughs> in Montana. And uh, the reason being, they had set up to go into a coffee shop, and we got a lot of echo because the they, they have concrete floors there, so you get a lot of that going on. And I want people to hear what they have to say. So they're coming to us. We might have a little glitch here and there with the Internet, but uh, they're coming up to us uh, live out there from Montana. And these are some ladies from Big Sky Liberty Alliance. And um, let me pull up here so I get the names correctly. There is Lauren Zachman, Lori Gilbert Lee, and Kristen Gilfeather. And uh, two of them are going to join us on camera. I don't think one of them wants to be on there, but it's great to have you ladies with us. Good morning. Yeah, hello. Thank you for having us. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Great. Two other members, Corrine Hammond and Amanda. What's Amanda? Okay. All right. Okay. Well, we got we got a several ladies in there, and we're all gonna, we're going to give you all a chance to speak. Um, <clears throat> one of the things, and one of the interesting things is. We had uh, a friend uh, who listens to the show, Rex, and he says, you really need to check out what these ladies are doing. So all I got to see was basically what you guys have on your, your Facebook page. So I want to bring that up for the, viewer, for the viewing audience. And um, they've got a Facebook page for Big Sky Liberty Alliance. And one of the things they're fixing to do is they're fixing to welcome uh, Dr. Peter McCullough in on the 18th of January. They're sold out. And ladies, it, did I understand this right? The seats there... See how many people that you guys sold out for this guy? Well, we're maxed out. I'm pretty excited about that. Okay, you're maxed out. I, I think it said something like 1,100 seats or something was in the place. Was, is it that big? Yeah. And we actually basically sold that out in like five days. That's absolutely incredible. That's, that's And that's in Billings, Montana, right? Yes, it is. Okay. All right. We had a little we glitch there. Coming. Go ahead. Oh, we have people coming to our event from all over the state. Okay. All right. Um, we got a I, bunch of legislators coming. Okay. Now, have you? Let me let me ask something because we're going to get down that road. Have you talked to these legislators? Uh, are they pretty much on your side? You you guys sound like. You could be daughters of liberty here, and um, that you want people to know the truth about what's going on in the pandemic stuff, 
And uh, does it seem like the legislators there in Montana, they're pretty much on the same page with you guys? And I think we're having some mess up with the The ones that are coming, yes. Okay, they are. How many do you have coming, do you know? We're having a we're having a tough time. We're we're kind of freezing up, ladies. I don't know what's going on. Um, let's. Yeah, I think I, I think I have a, a little bit of a better connection, so I can try and speak to it. So, um, okay. we did cap our tickets for the event at one thousand um, and sold those out super quickly. Um, I believe we have about six or seven legislators that plan to attend uh, the event. Um, and, and one great thing about Montana is we do have a law that is, uh, has some protections for vaccine discrimination. And so there is a lot of support from our local and state legislators. Okay. All right. Now let's back up from where we're at right now. I'm not laying hands on you. I just, uh, my camera keeps going out of focus. One of the questions I have for you is, how did you guys get started? When did when did you start up this uh, Big Sky Liberty Alliance? So our group got started, uh, Lauren Zachman uh, started a group on Facebook in August or September of 2021, uh, recognizing that there was a need for some support, um, that people weren't alone, that they saw the writing on the wall, that we were going to be having uh, vaccine mandates potentially um, coming coming upon us as healthcare workers. Uh, about the same time or a month later, there was another group started by Corinne Hammond, uh, who wasn't able to join us today. And that was started in around September or October of, of 20, <clears throat> last year, 2021. And we, uh, both of our groups uh, continued to explode rather rapidly, and we were working in the same direction. So in uh, November, I believe, we decided to join forces and combine our groups, um, which is just uh, blown up beyond what any of us ever expected. Uh, we have about 2,100 members in our Facebook group and lots of support in the community that might not be on Facebook, but still support our mission. Okay. All right. Now, let me let me ask something. What's going on out there in Montana? Because when I look at my state, South Carolina, we haven't really been affected by some of the stuff that I've seen going on in some states. You know, the uh, mass mandates, um, you, you know, uh, shutting down businesses. We are, you know, our governor's Republican. And people say, oh, this is only going on Democrats. Well, he went down the road of the essential, non-essential stuff, which I don't think he has authority to do. Uh, but that's about as far as I saw things going. So what's going on out there in Montana with regard to, are, are you guys having any kind of uh, tyrannical actions that are happening out there in Montana by your government or by uh, the businesses out there? We did when it first, when COVID first came around, we did have a Democratic governor, Governor Bullock. And then in the 20 elections, 1920 elections, or 2020, we uh, we elected a new governor, Governor Greg Gianforte, and he is Republican. He dropped the mask mandate. Um, things got better. He opened everything up. And so things have been better since then. Uh, we also um, saw this coming. And in our a year ago, our last legislative session, we passed a law, HB 702, to allow no 
vaccine mandates. And that's been great in our state until the feds came along and want to change all that. So I'm not sure what's going to happen with all of that. Well, as far as I'm concerned, and I did a show on this on Friday, uh, pointing back to the Constitution, because the feds who are trying to do it are making administrative law out of the executive branch. Congress has not made any law like that, and so therefore their pretended legislation means nothing. So I don't see why the state can't just tell them where they can go take a flying leap. Uh, does, Does your governor seem like he's willing to do something like that? He does. Our attorney general is very good. And our attorney general has gone to bat for us and has um, fought against all of the mandates. He's joined forces with other governors and other states. And he's gotten some of the stays for the vaccine and um, for the OSHA mandate and the CMS. And then now it's not sure where that's going to go now. But our, our attorney general, Austin Knudsen, has been amazing. Okay. All right. Now, am I understanding it correctly that all of you ladies are, in fact, uh, nurses? Is that correct? So four of us are nurses, and then um, Kristen works in leadership. Okay. All right. Uh, All right. So you guys all get together. You say you want to... stand up against these kinds of things. You want to work together and you want to bring, you want to make, ensure that Liberty stays there in Montana. So once you got together, what have you been doing since that time that you guys all got together? I I know that, uh, you know, we had a, an article up by uh, my friend Jim White out at the Billings Gazette, uh, where you guys brought in evidently a controversial speaker. Do you, is that part of what got you guys started? Is that what's going on? Well, we started back in September and, you know, we started this group as a way to provide support to others um, who feel the same that who feel the same way that we do um, standing up for our medical freedom. We've had meetings. uh, We've also had a statewide rally that was held at the same time and the same day in 10 cities across Montana. That was back in November. And then we had the pleasure of bringing Dr. Artis to Billings as well um, for a speaking engagement. Okay. And what did Dr. Artis have to to give to the people there? Well, he talked about, um, you know, treatments that can be used to help prevent um, getting COVID. He also talked about uh, remdesivir, uh, the medication of choice from hospitals and trying to keep patients out of the hospital, among other things. Okay. All right. Now, you know, today I, I just saw the video and this comes from, this come, this came out of uh, Maryland actually. And I'll play this little clip here. And this is what the Maryland governor had to say. He's going to be bringing out the National Guard. And he's going to be using that very thing that you're talking about, the remdesivir. Uh, and that's going to be dispensed by the National Guard. Check this out. Days, the Maryland National Guard will begin distributing courses of remdesivir, which is one of the therapeutic treatments, uh, which is effective against the Omicron variant, uh, to institutional pharmacies that directly serve nursing homes. From day one of health, with the help of the Maryland National Guard, we'll begin distributing 20 million N95 and KN95 masks all across the state at no cost. Here uh, at the location of one of our new hospital-based testing sites, which is currently under construction. Okay, all right, so... So you hear, this is the governor of Maryland, obviously not Montana, 
And he's saying he's going to call in the National Guard to distribute remdesivir. Now, those of you who are nurses, can you speak to this? How? Tell me. You know what nurses call remdesivir? Run, death is near. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I believe never, that. Never been, never been proven to be successful. The reason it came out was they tested it on Ebola. And one of the, the, re- the testing that they have, they had to stop the, the whole um, test because it was killing people. So it's never been proven to even be effective. And suddenly, Dr. Fauci says that's what we need to use. It's crazy. Well, let, let's go back in history. Dr. Dr. Fauci knew that AZT was bad for AIDS patients, and he said, let's just bring that in and kill them off faster. Uh, we'll tell everybody it's good for them. And and this is really personal to me because if you have you ladies ever heard of the, the film that came out in August uh, about Extortion 17, Fallen Angel? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. The guy that produced that was on the show with me in August, Stephen Spivey. About a month or two later, he got the COVID-like symptoms, which is, I guess, whatever you want to make them to be, uh, went to the hospital. They gave him remdesivir. It killed him. The guy that made that film. And so uh, when I saw this, I, I thought about that. So so you ladies are not, you're not naive about what's going on here with the drugs. What about the mask? Are they doing anything either? I don't believe so. You know, there was a, a test that came out in 2000 where they studied the N95 and the flu and they studied healthcare workers and the flu and they found that it didn't really even was effective for the flu. So I don't see how it can be that much for COVID either. And we know people are even experts have come out and said the cloth masks don't do anything. They don't work. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, it, is it true? And see, we have uh, Kate Shimrani. I don't know if you're familiar with her. She's our health and wellness expert. She comes on every Saturday from the UK. And uh, she's just been pummeled in the media over there for speaking out against this stuff. And, you know, some of the things that the guests we've had, the doctors we've had on, Dr. Thomas Cowan, Dr. Andrew Kaufman and such, uh, have all said they've never even isolated SARS-CoV-2. So how are they creating vaccines? How are they creating these pills that they're putting out? How are they even saying there's variants of it if they have never isolated? How does that work? And and I was reading through some of the stuff, and it, it's very confusing to me how they claim they, I don't know, isolate a virus, but they don't really isolate it. They throw it in with a bunch of other stuff that has a lot of genetic material in it as well. And so when when you ladies are treating people in the hospital, you're not running around with a mask on all day, are you, without changing that thing out? Because I understand you can only wear it for about 20 minutes, and then you have to dispose of it properly, not in a trash can. Is that correct? Well, our hospital, fortunately, um, has a lot of N95s, so we do get to change them out. They have a bin that you take them off, and you know, you do that safely. You you take it off, you wash your hands, you put a new one on, you're constantly washing your hands, you're not touching it. But out in the community, people are taking them off, putting them on, taking them off. They're dirty. Like, they're more of a germ carrier than anything else, I think. Okay. All right. And I think in some facilities, you're allowed to have one mask that is supposed to last you for an entire week. Okay, we had a little freeze up there that's going on. Okay, uh, I'll wait and see if that comes off because we you guys are froze up again. Hazard. 
Yeah, you guys were froze up again there. So um, I, I didn't. You said you had a mask for about a week. Is that right? And then you kind of froze up. <laughs> sorry. Oh, sorry. You know, things might have changed now, but I know for me, I am expected to get a mask and then I have to use that same mask all day. Um, I don't know. There might be some facilities out there that request you to use the same mask for an entire week. And that's just unsanitary. Yeah, I mean, I I would think it would be. I would think it would be. Okay, so let's get back to the thing. I didn't mean to get so far off track on that, but I, I did want your opinion since you ladies work in that field and, and you have some, some interaction with those kinds of things. So I kind of wanted to see what they were putting on you guys. So when you guys started out, now you, you brought in uh, this Dr. Artis and, and he was speaking. Now you're going to be bringing in Dr. McCullough. Uh, can, first of all, I want to know, because I'm a radio guy, and I've tried to get Dr. McCullough on the show, and I've sent emails, and I get no response. So how did you guys pull this off? That's what I want to know. Uh, so luckily, Dr. Artis uh, was very gracious to us and spoke to Dr. McCullough. And uh, I don't know what was spoken between them, but they did pass along his uh, contact info, and I actually called him on a Friday evening and got him a plane ticket the next day to come to Billings. I, I'm so grateful, you know, that he is able to come out here. It's been pretty amazing how all of this is just kind of falling into our lap so well. You know, I, I would say it's God's providence, that's for sure. I mean, he can put the people together and he lines up the people together uh, to do his will. And so I'm, I'm grateful that you guys have him out there. Now, here's the next question I have. Is what you ladies are putting together here with Big Sky Liberty Alliance, are you, are you looking to make it a political movement or are you just looking to make it a liberty movement of information for the people? We really just want to create a safe place, you know, for people in Montana. We want to be able to provide that support, share information, um, all while advocating for medical freedom, informed consent, and, you know, to end government overreach. Okay. All right. And it sounds like that you have a lot of support from those in public office, which is great, at least for now. We do. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's a real, that's a real blessing. It really is because oftentimes you, it's hard to even get your representative at a state level to call you back. Uh, you, if you write them, you get a form letter. And so you have people who are actually interested enough that where they're going to come to your event on Tuesday and uh, do you want to, I know it's sold out and everything, but I, it, it, that's pretty incredible that you guys have sold that, that thing out that fast uh, yes. for an event where a doctor is going to be speaking to people. That's, that's pretty incredible. And we didn't even, we didn't even really advertise it. This is just from basically word of mouth. That's just, that's absolutely, I mean, that's incredible. It really is incredible. And tell me something in Billings. The only time I've been to Billings, Montana was flying in a flight where I came there and then they drove us, I don't know how many hours, down into Wyoming. Uh, I think it was Sheridan is where we went. Mm -hmm. So it's several hours from there. H how big is, is, is Billings, Montana as far as a the population there? I think we have about 100, 130,000 people. Is it, oh, yeah. maybe, maybe 150? Okay. okay. All right. 
Okay, that no, that's that's fine. I kind of wanted people to get an idea of that. And out of that hundred and something thousand that you've got there, you sold out over a thousand seats at this place where Dr. McCullough is going to come. I think that's that's pretty impressive for a couple of late or a few ladies who are getting together over a couple of months uh, to put something together like that. I think I just think that's fantastic. And you're unashamed to come out and do that. Um, you don't look like you're the kind of ladies who are going to go and uh, uh, browbeat somebody uh, <laughs> with what you're doing. You seem like you're genuine people, just like this redneck out here in South Carolina, who just want to who want to help people to understand what's going on and continue to put the truth out in front of them rather than the lies. So let me ask you that: as nurses, what have you seen over the past uh, two years that has I mean, when did your antennas go up that something was really off with all of this stuff that's going on? I think we got to freeze up again there. Okay. Did you guys hear my question there? You're, you're kind of freezing up again. For me, um, it was that... Oh, are we frozen? Nope, you're good now. Go okay. ahead. I think for me, it was that moment when my job was in jeopardy of getting the jab or not. That's when I decided, okay, I have to do something here. I have to get people together. We've got to do something about this. And that was back in September of last year. Okay. Any others? For me, it was was a lot longer than that. I've got a lot of friends in the legislature. So, um, when we, when we were working on um, HB 702 a year ago, I saw this come and I saw, you know, with the mask mandates, I thought they're going to change mask with vaccine. We're going to have vaccine mandates. I went ahead and got a, um, my hospital mandated the flu shot for the first time ever last year. And I've never had a flu shot in my life. I've been a nurse for 24 years. I just don't do them. So I, I went ahead and got a religious exemption for that because I saw this coming and so I thought that would put me in a good position for a religious exemption for this one. And, and I was right. Okay. All right. Well, I think that's great. Um, my friend, you, you guys may be familiar with uh, Tony Roman, uh, who, ran, who runs Basilico's out at Huntington Beach, uh, California. And we've had Tony on. He's become a friend of the ministry here. And, uh, you know, Tony says, he said, look. He said, tyrants are violating your rights. You don't beg the tyrants for your rights. Like the religious exemption is just like, do you think you're God to control my conscience? And at first I thought, okay, but why can't we appeal to that? And I think you, I think maybe in some measure you do on an individual basis so you can be able to sue those people who are violating the law. But the idea that they have us begging for our rights to some uh, extent, rather than just standing up and saying, wait a minute, you don't have the right, you don't have the authority, especially the feds, we never gave them anything in Article 1 that they could write a law about, um, whereby they can tell us what to put in our bodies. In, sp- in fact, the Fourth Amendment specifically says we're to be secure in our body, in, in our persons. And so now we've got the executive branch doing that, and I think that's what you were talking about, you're, you're getting concerned of that maybe at a state level too. And uh, so tell us a little bit about this bill that was being worked on at the time, This the one that you mentioned just a moment ago. So HB 702 was um, carried by my friend Jennifer Carlson. She's a representative here in Montana. Um, we had another one written by Jedediah Hinkle that was very similar that, that kind of 
didn't pass, you know, you have to get through several committees and several different, you know, groups to pass it and his failed. So they kind of combined Jennifer's and his and the premise of it is no, no vaccine passports, no discrimination for vaccine status. So what that means is any business, if they are going to implement a mask mandate, they have to do it for everybody, not just the unvaccinated or the vaccinated. I mean, so you discriminate. Um, you can't say, oh, all of the vaccinated people get to do what they want, no mask, do whatever. There's no discrimination. So, and there's no mask, there's no vaccine mandates. Now with the CMS mandate, we're not sure what's going to happen. But um, anyway, that, that process was awesome because there was a lot of legislators that were going to vote no on that. And there was a huge group of moms and people that went to the Capitol that day and they were up in the balcony and they were looking down on these legislators. And there was legislators that said, I can't ignore that. I can't ignore the public and this is what they want. So that's basically what got HB 702 passed. I mean, we had so many people emailing, calling legislators to get this to pass. Otherwise, I don't think it would have, but it was what the people wanted. So we got it passed. Well, man, the people come out and they show their strength, right? They show you guys answer to us and that's good. They have a conscience that they say, hey, I'm not going to, I'm not going to mess with the people. These are the people who put me in there and they, they don't want, they don't want you guys infringing on their liberties. That's, I, I think that's a great. Now, how, how did you, how many people showed up there that day that are looking down on these legislators where they had to take notice of you guys, uh, your presence in the, in the assembly room there? I don't remember the actual number, but I think on on one of the days, uh, whether it be the House or the Senate, there was a couple of hundred people. There was moms that brought their kids. They had signs. You know, they didn't want their this vaccine to be forced upon their children. So that was the biggest thing. We had a lot of moms there. So um, I think there's a video that was made and it was awesome. But um, just I think about 200 at one point. That's pretty, that's, that's just incredible. I think that's great that the people got there and they got involved in that kind of, in that, in that thing there, uh, to stop that. Now with this other thing that's going on, you're talking about the CMS where they let that go through. Um, we're going to have Maya Han on, on sometime next week. <laughs> uh, we're going to pre-record with her on Monday. So it'll probably be Tuesday when we play her, but she was going over that this morning. I was doing the issue from the constitutional standpoint of, there's no authority in the executive branch to make these mandates in the first place. And she was coming along behind it and saying, while they let the employees off the hook uh, for now, and they, they haven't given their final ruling, uh, but they've let them off the hook for now. They're saying, you know, the CMS mm-hmm. thing, but they, but she said they still left intact. If you want to say, um, you know, my conscience is captive to God and I'm not going to take your shot. And furthermore, you can be like me, and I, I wrote it for my boys uh, for their workplace. Um, we're not taking your uh, tests either because they're inaccurate, so we're not going to go along with a lie. And second of all, they have known carcinogens in them, and so we're not going to put that in our body either, and you're not God to tell us otherwise. We didn't, we didn't ask for a religious exemption. We just made a statement. This is what we're going to do. So – I understand that the CMS thing is very much like that, that at least for now, you can still hold on to that and not have to take their shot and not have to take the, I mean, even though they're telling you have to take a test, uh, who are they to tell you what is, what's binding your conscience or not? I mean, I don't know how you ladies feel about the test or not, or what, what you think of them. I don't have 
faith in the testing. I think a lot of the results are skewed. Um, I also feel that there are certain chemicals in the tests that I don't particularly want to uh, put inside my nose. Um, I just think they're unsafe. Ethylene oxide is a carcinogen. You're right, Tim. Yep, and there's and, another one. I mean, what was it? Sodium azide or something like that? What's that, Tim? I think there was another one called sodium. It was a different kind of test. It was sodium azide or something like that. And they tested it with mice and it really messed them up. I mean, you know, your, your mucous membranes are extremely porous and you're putting those chemicals right, you know, right into your, your porous mucous membranes. I mean, it's just not something that I want to do. And to be tested weekly, I mean, what's the point of that? Yeah, I think even on the test, they say you're supposed to do it every 12 weeks and not every week. And we know that, uh, in fact, we're trying to get a lady on from up north in one of the universities who said she's worked with the test. She's pretty high up. And she said 66% of them are false positives and they take so long to get to us. The rest of them have deteriorated. You can't really make heads or tails out of what they're doing anyway. And these tests were never designed for, for diagnosis. So, when you guys when you guys are taking this stand, what's what's the next things that you're you're looking to do? I mean, let me let me back that up. That's a, that's a question I want to ask you after I ask you this one. How many people do you think are really behind you guys? Are you facing any opposition that you see out there in Montana? I know you got you sold out this thing for Dr. McCullough. You've got some legislators that are coming there, but how many people are behind you? Are you getting a lot of? Uh, I don't want to say fan mail, but are you getting emails and things like that of support? Are you getting any contributions or people saying, hey, can I help some way with what you're doing? Because I believe in what you ladies are doing. We're getting a little freeze up there. Yeah, we got a little freeze. I can try and answer this question. Okay, sure. Um, Yeah, so so we are getting some support. Um, Yeah, of course. So we are getting some support locally, and that's great. And even across the state, uh, we certainly have a ton of opposition. So our, the hospitals in the state, the Montana Hospital Association, um, the American Hospital Association, they're all in support of the vaccine mandate. So um, I'm in healthcare leadership and really took this as um I just felt like my place in this fight was to be the leader for the people who just don't have a voice. So while we are, um, we are seeing a lot of support. We're actually, um, most folks in healthcare feel completely alone. And so it's been a challenge to identify those individuals, whether they're uh, physicians or mid-level providers, nurses or administrative, it's been really a challenge to identify who feels this way. So we just took this opportunity to, to create these groups and try and spread the reach. Um, that's why we're bringing some recognizable names into Billings to try and just share that there is a group of people that's um, a mixture of, of clinical folks and non-clinical um, that are here to support and to, to make sure people know that they're not alone, that they don't have to feel like they are um, the crazy ones who don't want to be vaccinated. 
and uh, so yeah, we have some support, but it's it's certainly been um, we have a big challenge ahead of us. Okay, well let me let me ask you, Kristen, while 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 I got you there, um, when you say that there's opposition, you list these hospitals and things. Do you think that is because they're getting federal dollars if they put people up in certain rooms and they do all this other? Do you think it's that maybe they're getting – I don't know that for sure that they're getting paid when they give the shots. I'm sure that there's probably some kind of incentive for that too. Do you think this is a more of a money issue or is it a – do people actually buy what the what the government's been selling and the Mockingbird media has been selling on this pandemic? Do you – What's what's? I just want your opinion on that as to what you see. Do you think there's some some kind of uh, I don't know corrupt intent there uh, from what you see, or is it some genuine concern for for health? Yeah, so I think it's both. Actually, um, money talks. There's no doubt about that. Most hospitals, probably in the country, um, operate on anywhere from fifty to seventy percent. CMS payments. And so without these, they, they would collapse. And so, so there definitely is that money piece of it. Um, but also uh, they, they're, most of them have bought in to the narrative that's been pushed and it, it almost feels like no matter what, they're just doubling down on the narrative and really, we're seeing just a failure to recognize things like natural immunity, um, other alternatives. Uh, we aren't seeing, at least from my perspective, we are not seeing a push to keep people healthy and out of the hospital. It's, it's it, all along, it has been to keep people out of the hospital until you're really sick and then come to the hospital. Um, so I think it's a little bit of both, but money absolutely is talking here. Okay. All right. Now, let me ask you, let me ask you ladies this, those of you who are nurses, have you actually had to treat people who have the, the convids? Have any of you had to do that? Um, I don't work on the COVID floor, but I work on a floor that um, mostly has healthy patients, but yes, we have had the COVID patients that have had this, um, where I'm at, they're not super sick, but, um, sometimes they come in for, I work in labor and delivery. They come in for induction or whatnot, and we have to test them. And of course they've been positive and there's Okay. Ladies, let's, let's try this. Let's try this right here. We're sick. So unfortunate that I don't have to take care of the sick and Okay, let's try this right here. I mean, we're we're at about fifteen minutes in the show uh, till the end of the show, but let's try this right here. Um, let's can can you all can you guys all talk on uh, Kristen's phone because she doesn't seem to have the choppiness. I don't know what it is about it. Is that okay to do? No, we're in different locations. Oh, so. well, that's why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, we missed. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So we're we're trying to do this all together, and I apologize, folks. So you can't help the technology. I mean, it's you know, and they're talking about oh, we're going to roll out all this new technology. Yeah. Okay. Like that's going to be. So <laughs> we missed the last part of what you said there because it kind of froze up. So that that's why I was seeing if we could get you just to repeat maybe the last uh, 15 seconds or so of what you is what you were saying there about the people you were treating 
Okay. Um, I've had some patients come in for other procedures that were healthy, no symptoms, but because they're staying overnight for an induction or delivery, whatnot, we test them and they've been positive. So then you have to isolate them, wear all the PPE and do all that business, um, you know, quarantine them for 10 days. But some of them have come in and they've had mild symptoms, but it's been past, you know, the quarantine time. So we're, we're doing the 10 day quarantine thing still. So, um, but I haven't had any that were really sick. I did have one patient that had, she was mildly sick, um, chills, that kind of stuff. And she was positive. And I spent a lot of time with her because I was her nurse having her baby, but, um, I didn't get sick. So I don't know what that's worth, but. Okay. All right. Can you, can you tell people here, what what's happening out in Montana? If you know, if you don't know, you can tell me that too. What's happening out there in Montana where you guys are, are working in the hospital there? How are they treating patients that come in that they claim have the COVID-19? That's the problem I'm having with this whole COVID thing. Somebody will come in, they'll be pretty sick. They'll be looking for health care. They'll go in. Oh, yeah, you're positive. You got COVID. Here's a, here's a steroid. Go home go home, come back. If you get worse, that is not healthcare. That's not healthcare. That's my whole thing. And that's why one of the reasons we've been bringing doctors in like artists and McCullough, there are early treatments that we should be using. They're not even offered monoclonal antibodies anymore. And I'm not sure why that is, if they're just not available or what, but that's not healthcare. When you're told to go home and come back, if you're, if you're worse, there are early treatments that work. And that's one of the things we want people to know about. Yeah, if you want to if you want to save lives, you you definitely want to do that kind of thing. Now we've heard a lot about uh, the hydroxychloroquine and the ivermectin, and I know they do have side effects uh, in use. They 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 show that they do that, but overall they they've been said to be a very effective at dealing with whatever the people have. And I, just call me uh, naive or uh, suspicious of the narrative. But I have a hard time buying that it's a virus that's causing this. We had uh, Dr. Andreas Kalker on uh, out of Switzerland, and they did studies. They released the scientific studies. Everybody they treated with chlorine dioxide, which is not even a drug, uh, got better. The, who, who he said had the, and he says it's a blood disorder. It's not a virus. Uh, and some people have theorized that that that's coming from this new technology that's being rolled out, this 5G, the millimeter waves, as being the effect it has on the blood and the body and on the oxygen around them. I, I don't know what you guys think about that, but uh, it seems like you're on the right track to say whatever we're being told about this and the treatments and all and what the suppression, the people need to hear the truth about that. And that's why you're bringing these people in, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. Okay. So where do you, where do you lady, where do you ladies see this going? Is this uh do you got a short term vision for this? Turn it around real quick and, and do away with it. Or do you realize that there's a, there's a big uphill battle because you've got the mockingbird media working against you. You've got the federal government working against you. You may have some people within government working against you. You've got the hospitals that seem to be against your position uh, in some way or another. How are you seeing things for the future of Big Sky Liberty Alliance? You know, at this point, we really, we just don't know. There's a lot of um, unanswered questions out there. Right now, we're just taking it day by day. We're trying to bring, you know, speakers in to share information. We're sharing information through our Facebook page. Um, You know, as all of this transpires, we'll 
deal with it day by day. We know the fight's not over. That's for sure. We know there's probably several more fights to come. Okay. All right, Kristen. Now, let me ask you. Let me bring you back in here. Um, you're you're a person. You're 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 not a nurse, right? You're you're one who works uh, in the upper echelons, so to speak. Is that right? That's correct. Okay. So, what kind of fight are you seeing up in the section uh, of healthcare that you're in? Uh, that you're over there, what kind of fight are you seeing? Because uh, I'm assuming it's very similar, but usually when you get in that realm, it's the fight takes on a different kind of form. Can you inform people of, of what's going on there in Montana that you have to deal with? Yeah, and I think the position I've kind of put myself in lately is just more of an administrative fight. And so I'm seeing policies as they're coming out prior to their approval. I'm seeing the you know, the campaigns to get more people vaccinated. I'm, I'm seeing kind of how this is working. And um, I've probably put a bit of a target on my back by what I'm doing, but I just can't stand to see it anymore. So um, I've been calling out inconsistencies with policies. I've been calling out inconsistencies with how decisions have been made um, with just the proper treatment of people. I think people need to be treated right and fairly and um, not be discriminated against. And so when I see discrimination or even things that look a little bit like discrimination, I've been calling them out. And so uh, I've been asking questions that I haven't been getting answers to, which I, I'm not sure I'm expecting to get answers to them because they're not um, they're not warm and fuzzy, fluffy questions. They're pretty direct and getting to the point. And so I think there's a little bit of a target on my back. I think they're avoiding me just a little bit, but um, I'm not being quiet about stuff. Okay. Let me ask you something to follow up on that. Are you the only one in the section that you're working in that's, that's being like that? Or do you have some like-minded people that are there with you? So that's been probably the loneliest part of this fight is, is I do not have peers that are like-minded with me. Um, I know that there's one other uh, healthcare leader at my, uh, at the facility in Billings that I work at. Um, but we're, we're feeling a little lonely. Um, we're feeling a, a little bit of the minority, but we don't really care. Um, I don't care if I have to stand up against all of my peers um, because it's just that important to me and I'm not willing to just give up. Yeah. Amen. Amen. No, you, you have, you know, the Bible tells us that we're to fight the good fight of faith and we're to be good soldiers of Jesus Christ. I mean, it uses that military type of, type of language that we are in a fight and we're not to run from the battle just because we might be the last man standing or in you, you guys case, the last woman standing. Uh, you, we're not supposed to do that. So when you get up to where you're at, are the people making these decisions, are they just uh, manager types or are they actual doctors or nurses that work in the, in, in the healthcare? They actually have some kind of medical training, uh, understanding of how things work and stuff? Or, or are, they the, are they just the business guys who are just focused in on the money? What kind of people are we talking about that you work with there? Yeah, it's both. So um, we certainly have, you know, information coming from you know, a chief clinical officer, which is a, which is a physician, it's a medical doctor, um, you know, your chief medical officer, your chief nursing officer, that, that's where these decisions are coming from. So they're definitely from clinical folks, which 
makes it hard for someone like me who's non-clinical, but also it, it makes it, you know, for someone like me who's non-clinical, it, it makes me feel like, uh, you know, what is wrong with people not asking questions? Like, um, and even if there are questions, I think those questions just deserve answers. And, you know, people in this, in my organization, in the state of Montana and in this country, they're not getting answers to the questions that really are valid questions. So no, the the policies and decisions certainly do come from clinical um, leaders as well. Okay. All right. Okay. Let's, uh, let's get ready to wrap things up. And I appreciate you ladies staying with me. We've had a little bit of difficulty, but uh, we, you know, I'm not blaming anybody for that. I'm even having it on my end. My camera will not stay focused for whatever reason. (laughs) In any case, in any case, uh, are there some final words? We're about five minutes here. And I kind of want to see what are some final words that you might share? I know you guys uh, wanted to go uh, and, and, you know, you're not ready to branch out nationally and stuff like that. And I'm not I'm certainly not trying to encourage that. And I don't know what's going on here. Uh, I'm certainly not trying to encourage you to get out of that because we actually encourage people to get busy locally. If you're vi- if you're busy uh, in your county, in your state, I think you have far more impact than if you're trying to do something at D.C. That's just me. I just think that's the way it is. And I think you ladies have laid that out by the people showing up to the legislature, uh, all of this other stuff that you're doing there locally. It shows the impact that you can have in the community, and you can stave off the tyranny that's coming there because you're going to hold your – those representatives are in your backyard. They're not uh, halfway across the country. So I think that's real good. What would be some final words, and I'll give each one of you, you know, if you want to take a minute or, or so, what would be some final words that you would encourage people around – the, the states, and even across the world uh, who might be listening, what would be some final words of maybe exhortation that you might have for them? And uh, Kristen, let's just go ahead and start with you, and then we'll move to the other ladies. Sure, and thanks for that. So I guess the thing I would probably want to leave people with is, you know, pursue um, pursue your rights. If that's a religious exemption, just knowing that your right to a religious exemption or accommodation, you don't have to ask for them. You just have to state that this is what you are doing. Um, it's it's protected in the Constitution, and you do not have to request it. You have to state that you need it, and you have a religious belief. Also, um, it's important to document things. If you're being discriminated against um, based on your choices because of your religious beliefs or your medical beliefs, those things aren't right. And you need to document those things. Um, And then the final thing I would probably leave people with is it is important, uh, like Lori was sharing earlier, um, to be involved in uh, decisions that happen at your local and state legislatures. Um, They represent the people that speak up. And if you aren't speaking up, you're likely not being represented. Okay. All right. Very good. All right, Lauren, I want to turn it over to you. Do you you got a final word you want to give? You know, Kristen did a pretty good job with summing that up, but I would definitely say just to, you know, stay strong, um, you know, voice your opinion to your own comfort level. Um, And it really is about documenting everything going forward, you know, whether it's discrimination from friends, family, co-workers, your employer. Um, And just like Kristen said, also getting involved with your local, you know, legislative, um, that's really important. So 
Okay. Just stay strong. Okay. Lori? Um, probably one of the things that I see a need for, you know, the CDC always tells you, do this, do that, get your vaccine, whatever. No, they should be telling people, get vitamin C, get vitamin D, get healthy, get plenty of sleep, work out, take control of your health care, take control of your own health, your body, eat things that are good for your body, not junk, not processed foods, um, do all that kind of stuff. Find healthcare people that are uh, this, think the same as you. Like we've, in our group, we've grown, we've got three naturopaths in our group right now. Um, we've got one doctor in our group that goes back and forth between Montana and Florida, and they're all on the same page. They're wanting to do healthful things and not, you know, go to the hospital when you're sick and dying and get treated with remdesivir, but do things that are good for you and, and find the right things to help you and, and not. So take control of your own health care. I think I think there's a good I think there's a really good words because that that was one of the things why I ended up uh, bringing Kate on being your health and wellness expert for you know we're we're going on three years now with her because she came in right when this all happened and uh, I want to leave the 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 audience with something we've talked about before and that is you know the Bible tells us and everybody knows my eschatology is more in the past and everything but it tells us that. By thy sorceries, the pharmacia, the pharmacies, where we get the word pharmacy or drugs, were the nations deceived. And they're telling us that they're making us better. But half the time, I, at least from my perspective, they're treating a symptom. They never get at the root cause. And I think it's exactly what you hit on, Lori, is that, that we're being fed all kinds of things that are bad for us. Some of us are just ignorant of that. We, we consume drinks. We consume food that's not really food, and it's not really drink. It's really something bad for us. It's going to give us all kinds of health problems. So that's, that's one way we need to be uh, wise about what we're doing. The other is, and dealing in the context of what God tells us himself, he tells us in Psalm 91, and I ask Christians, do you believe this or do you not believe this? It says, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from what? The snare of the fowler and also from the noisome pestilence. All right? I mean, he's the, is he not the one who protected the children of Israel when, uh, you know, he, God sent all those plagues through there to wipe out their enemies? Yes, he was. And is he not the same God today as he was then? Yes, he is. And I encourage people, repent of your sin. Put your faith in the Lord Jesus. Be reconciled back unto God through His Son, the Lord Jesus. Ladies, thank you. Hang on, and I'll say goodbye to you after I close out the show. Guys, Bradley be with you at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, sonsoflibertymedia.com. And then, Lord willing, we will be back with you at 6 a.m. in the morning. See ya.